Good afternoon, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time, and ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. I don't just do this show to change the way you think about money, but to make you change the way you look at money and everything else around you, because it absolutely matters. And you know what? I'm going to add to that today, because almost everything that we have learned about money was wrong. And so we are going to uh, jump into today's show. Today is Tuesday, June 27th, 2023. And I am super excited to say happy birthday to several of our Cryptopian celebrities. We have Genesis Hendricks of Los Angeles, California, and Brittany Linton of Miami, Florida. To both of you, I say happy birthday. May this day be filled with all the love, joy, peace, happiness, and everything you deserve on this day, which is your birthday. And ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to get a shout out for your birthday, please feel free to send me a text message to 424-317-7373. Again, 424-317-7373. And I am going to repeat what I'm going to say at the beginning of the show right now and at the end of the show, because I want to make sure that everyone gets the message and somebody doesn't chime in earlier or later and misses the message. So I have been working very hard and very diligent over the last 24 hours to get the information that I need to bring to you all in reference to what is going on with the Black Wall Street wallet and what is going on with uh, the custodian which is called Prime Trust. And so in respect of that, or in respect for what I have learned, I am going to be announcing a town hall meeting that uh, will happen with me specifically um, around this issue once we continue to get information in. Now, I will go over what I've learned thus far Uh, And I'll do that over the radio, but I'm also going to do a town hall, but it will not be tomorrow, which is Wednesday. It will not be in person, which is tomorrow, Wednesday. Um, So I want to say that again at the beginning of the show and then at the end of the show, because we were going to convene or meet so that I could help everybody do transfers and the things that need to happen. But that's a little bit premature based on what I've learned in the last 24 hours. And so I told you all that I'm here to ensure, you know, that everything is handled properly, decently in order. So I got you. So I just want everybody to know that. But we will not be having a town hall tomorrow and we will not be doing anything in person we're going to continue to set up ledgers uh help people download wallets and things of that sort if you need to have a uh your cryptocurrency off of the exchange i'm going to continue to do that i'm going to continue to make sure everyone is understanding how to operate these wallets that are on your cell phone because it's critically important and then the actual soft that's software that's on your cell phone but the actual hardware device Uh, I am still suggesting ledger and again I will tell you that you have to opt in 
to the seed word retrieval in order for ledger or anybody else to give anybody your seed words so i am still standing by what i say about ledger because i've not had one person since we started this thing have any issues or have lost any bitcoin at all so i'm going to continue on that path we're going to continue doing a ledger in me one two three but it is imperative if you're going to go the ledger route or the trezor route or whatever other hard wallet or cold storage as it's also referred to whatever you're re whatever you're going to utilize to store your bitcoin for self-sovereignty or your cryptocurrency for self-sovereignty you need to purchase that device and not only do you need to purchase that device it has to be set up on a computer so unfortunately you cannot use one of those little computers that has i'll think of it in a second i just drew a blank but it has to have windows it has to have an operating system so it can't be one of those little um computers that you can just utilize to get on the internet check your emails it actually has to have an operating system and when I think of what the term is in a second of uh, the computers that you can't use, I'll let you know. But you can use a MacBook. You can use a, a Linux computer. You can also use a Windows based computer. But all oh, those those they're like Google computers. So there's no real operating system. You cannot utilize those. You cannot set up a ledger or a Trezor or anything that is cold storage or, or cold wallet on your cell phone you need to have an originational device and that would be a computer so when we come forward we'll continue this conversation i am going to jump into this and tell you what i have found as thank you somebody told me. thank you for all the fabulous listeners yes a Chromebook. You cannot use a Chromebook, ladies and gentlemen, to set up a ledger or a trezor or whichever other cold storage or cold wallet that you purchase. It has to be a computer that has an operating system. With that, when we come forward, we'll continue the conversation. This is Ahead of the Crypto Curve. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. And, you know, I realize that this show is critical, but I tell you all that are listening every single day. It is critical that you get these updates because these updates are coming fast and furious. So I am going to start with the first elephant in the room, and that has to do with the Black Wall Street wallet. And it has to do with the custodial partner of Black Wall Street wallet, which is Prime Trust. So let me just kind of frame this up really quickly and make sure that everyone is clear. There's a company by the name of BitGo, B-I-T-G-O. They are custodial partners, such as Prime Trust is a custodial partner. Let me just kind of help you understand what these entities do. So let's just say you have someone that wants $2 million in Bitcoin. And let's just say they want to buy it from Naja Roberts and the other party has an attorney and I may have an attorney, but 
the other people may not trust my attorney or we may not trust the other attorney because as you know, in the Bitcoin space, someone would have to give the $2 million and then they would have to trust the fact that the Bitcoin was actually going to be transferred because they could have already sent the $2 million and never received their Bitcoin. Vice versa, I could send $2 million worth of Bitcoin and there's nothing I can do if the person on the other end does not send me the $2 million. And because of that, early on in the space, there were these custodian partners and they were, hence the name, Prime Trust. They felt like, or they were the, the middle man for transactions that were happening in the Bitcoin space. Now, we've never used prime trust specifically with uh with crypto blockchain plug we started looking into them early on because a lot of people that were trying to buy large amounts of bitcoin were saying hey we don't want to just send you our money because we have no guarantee that you're going to send us our bitcoin and so i just politely explained to everybody that we're not using a third-party custodian because they take a little piece of the pie and we are an exchange just like Coinbase, Kraken, Gemini, and all the rest of them. So if they're trusting that type of money with those organizations, they ought to trust us because we have the same type of thing. I'm registered with FinCEN, et cetera, et cetera. So we never used Prime Trust, but that was the beginning uh, reason for Prime Trust and several other like it. It was kind of like the middleman where you would put the Bitcoin and then you would put the money. And then once both of those things happened, then the transaction was done. They were treating it like a traditional type of uh, transaction. And that being said, a lot of companies have come to places like Bitco and Prime Bitgo and prime trust and ask them to be the custodian for the bitcoin again serving where you give your money and and explaining this the best way possible you give your money to buy some bitcoin through the black wall street wallet black wall street wallet then gets the bitcoin out of their actual wallet and they put it into prime trust and then prime trust switches each other's assets so the black wall street would get the money for the bitcoin and then the end user which is us would get our bitcoin and it would be kept in custody at prime trust so um prime trust from what i have read and i have gathered has been having uh some withdrawal issues and shortfall in customer funds. Now we're talking about Prime Trust specifically. And you can Google and read this stuff yourself, but I just want to make sure that I'm breaking it down so that you all can better understand it. And as a result of that, the company, which is their rival company, BitGo, actually stepped in a couple of weeks ago to acquire Prime Trust because Big Go could see how phenomenal the clients of Prime Trust are. One of those clients being the Black Wall Street Wallet, just FYI. That being said, they started negotiating to figure out how much Big Go was going to pay for Prime Trust 
and all of its customers and all of its assets, etc., etc. And the CEO and BitGo, the CEO of BitGo and BitGo itself decided to pull out of buying Prime Trust a couple of days ago. Now, why did this happen? Now, I've read a couple of things and I've looked at a couple of interviews. I've read between the lines. I asked myself, why are they doing this like this? What can I make of these things? And what I make of this is not that Prime Trust does not have the funds needed to pay out everybody in its totality. What I am finding out from reading is that the biggest decision for BitGo not to acquire Prime Trust was the fact that the Nevada, uh, the Nevada's Financial Institutions Division, previously uh, they had stepped in to Prime Trust, and they realized that they had a massive deficit on its books. And again, not necessarily, we don't know the whole story in its totality. And we'll probably, by the time we have our town hall, we'll be able to dig a little deeper. But what I do see is that Nevada's financial institutions announced that Prime Trust had a massive deficit on its books. And that being stated, uh, they actually reached in and ordered a cease and desist with Prime Trust. Now, that does not mean that they were near insolvent, again, just based on what they were seeing with the documentation. Now, we don't know if Prime Trust has something uh, off the actual documentation that the Nevada Financial Institution Division was looking at. Again, this thing is going to all have to play out. We're going to have to wait and see exactly what is going on. But Nevada issuing that cease and desist order is what pushed BitGo from actually acquiring it. And so Tuesdays, uh, there was a request for receivership uh, for Prime Trust and all of the $85 million in fiat that was I'm and it was north of 85 million so that means there's more than 85 million dollars in cash when I say cash because it's not necessarily cash it may be in a bank account or wherever but um they do have that money and I'm talking about prime trust being the custodian of the bitcoin that is being held on their platform for the Black Wall Street. So there's 85 million, north of 85 million in fiat that has already been identified. And there's about 3 million in fiat currency on hand. So that means outside of the bank. And um, what they can see right now, based on the books, based on what they showed the state of Nevada, is that the company owns, owes about 69 million which it has to cover it can cover that because they've already identified 85 million and um they have about 68 million in crypto on hand so we're talking about cash we're talking about crypto and again nevada stepping in and saying we would like to be the receivers 
our, our receivership of Prime Trust to ensure that this money doesn't move, that this cryptocurrency doesn't move, and that all of the clients that have Bitcoin or cryptocurrency on the exchange can actually get what is uh, supposed to be coming to them. The filing state that it was operating, that Prime Trust was operating with about a $12 million equity deficit. And part of the shortfall actually came from um, the trust being unable to access legacy wallets. And so it's not that they don't have it, ladies and gentlemen. It is that they have wallets that they are stating. And again, we don't know how true this is or anything. It's just what what was stated. And I read the documents and I tried to comb through and make sure everything was good, that they have wallets that they need to get in that would bring another 12 million in, in equity back to the market. And so um, that is where they are right now. And so I will just say this to each and every one of you, uh, the Black Wall Street wallet. I've talked to several staff members, CEO, founder, and they are working intense in, in intense fashion to ensure that once the um, cease and desist is lifted and even if there is a receivership, rece- receivership is actually good, in my opinion, especially in these cases. But they're working to ensure that everybody will get what is due to them, period. Um, and so we're watching the situation closely again. Probably I'm going to say this three times. There will be no town hall tomorrow. There will be no meeting because my meeting was designed to help you remove your Bitcoin from the Black Wall Street platform onto your either your warm wallet or your cold storage device. But we will have to table that so that we get um, because the error message that we're getting is because of Prime Trust. It is not because the Black Wall Street platform is actually malfunctioning or anything like that. So we're going to stay on top of it. I'm going to continue to give you updates and I will let you know when we are ready. And when we are ready, I will be the first one to ensure that we are making sure uh, that the Black Wall Street is doing everything that they need to do and and should be doing. And they, you know, I have no um, idea at all that they're not going to work on this diligently all day because they are, they were already doing it before I called and you know, everything that I see and that they've run past me that they're doing over there at the black wall street while it is in our favor. And so, uh, I just want everybody to just stay tuned. Kate, stay calm. And again, just remember, I'm going to reiterate. If you own a hundred thousand Satoshi's, and the price of your Bitcoin goes up, you still have a hundred. What did I say? A hundred Satoshis. I might have said a million Satoshis. I don't know. But either way, you're still going to have that same amount of Satoshis. That's not going to disappear. It's not going to, uh, it's not going to do anything as far. You just, your value goes up. Your value still goes down. All of those things, because what Satoshis are in your wallet is what's in your wallet. And of course, you know, 
it's got to be taken care of in that fashion. So do not feel as though, you know, you're missing any price action or anything like that because the cease and desist does not stop the price of Bitcoin going up and down. So I just wanted to make sure I was clear on that for those of you that might be wondering. So again, sit tight, relax. Uh, if you want to continue to do your dollar cost average, obviously you won't be doing it on the Black Wall Street wallet. And prayerfully, you're not doing it on Coinbase because I just know that that is the wrong platform for our community. But I also am saying that there's several other choices that you have. And I'm all about access, whatever or wherever you can get it. I shouldn't say wherever because you shouldn't do Robinhood, PayPal, Venmo, SoFi, Coinbase. Uh, and Robinhood, I don't know if I said Robinhood, but those are the places I do not suggest that you get it. But you can always reach out. We'll share information about what we do for the community as well. But again, I'm not here for that. I'm here for accessibility for our community and us understanding what is actually happening. And so I'm going to be working daily to make sure that I give you updates on that. And I think we will. I'll continue to update you on a daily basis. If I haven't heard anything, I say I haven't heard anything. There just won't be any silence on my part. And I just really appreciate everybody and their patience. And I have a shirt that I wear around that says stay calm and Bitcoin. Stay calm and Bitcoin. I am going to definitely stay calm and Bitcoin. With that being said, I have a quote for today. And that quote is by Jim Rome. And it says, your life does not get better by chance. It gets better by change. Again, your life does not get better by chance. It gets better by change. And so, ladies and gentlemen, lots of things are about to change. Money is changing, whether we like it or not. The macro issues that are happening around the world, we need to open our eyes. We need to understand what is happening. I've done my level best. I, not even my level best. I don't do level best. I've gone above and beyond to make sure that you're understanding all of the acronyms, all of these different organizations that are playing a part in their plot to do the de-dollarization. Now, again, it's not going to be here immediately. It's going to be a little bit subtle, but just know that there are people working on trying to devalue the dollar. And so I'm going to continue down that path because I really feel like in the month of July, some different things are going to happen, which are going to be in alignment with what I'm seeing financially what I'm seeing as far as the moves that are being made. And there is another organization that I want to introduce you all to today. And we'll do that uh, in our second part of the hour. But I am looking at some enormous leaks that are coming out of China that are talking about what they're doing in the Bitcoin space. And so the reason why we look at the macro again, ladies and gentlemen, is because Bitcoin is not about Inglewood. It's not about California. It's not about the United States. This is a worldwide revolution. Bitcoin is a worldwide asset. And so you've got to look at all the markets so that you can make your decisions. And so when we come forward, 
after news, sports, and traffic. We will continue this conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. I am going to tie this next part of the show into what we just talked about during the first half hour. And the reason why is because I want everybody to understand the ifs. If Prime Trust files bankruptcy, if Prime Trust has a conservator or receiver, somebody files for receivership, this is what is going to happen. This has happened not the first time, not the second time, probably the 50th time, which is why we always talk about self-custody. If you self-custody your coin, you will be not having to deal with a lot of these things. However, you have to buy it from somewhere. And I've always stated, buy it and move it, buy it and move it. And that's what I've always done. However, this next thing I'm going to share with you all is what could possibly take place with Prime Trust. And then you would be getting an email such as the one I'm about to read from the Black Wall Street and everything is going to be okay. So I just want to read this. And again, this is if this happens, then this happens. And so in this case, uh, the exchange called Bittrex, B-I-T-T-R-E-X, filed Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Okay. Now, a lot of us had coin on Bittrex. And I admit that as a recovering coinaholic, I had coins on just about every exchange I could think of. And at some point I got tired of moving coin or either some of the coins that I had on different exchanges, there was nowhere to store them. So I had to leave them on the exchange. And so a lot of this stuff, I felt like I had lost money anyway. So I just left it there. Hence the reason I got this email. So important update affecting Bittrex. Now, again, this is something that we will probably be able to look back at and say, okay, this is the same exact thing that happened with Black Wall Street. And if Prime Trust files bankruptcy or gets a receivership or whatever, this may be what you get. But it says, hi, Naj, as you may be aware, Bittrex filed Chapter 11 bankruptcy in federal court in Delaware on May the 8th. Now, that was just over about 45 days ago. So we can look at the time frame and understand how these things move. So in Delaware, on May 8th, they filed bankruptcy. We have not we have now been granted permission by the United States Bankruptcy Court to allow customers who meet the necessary regulatory requirements to access their accounts and withdraw any remaining assets. Let me explain that. Remember, I told you when you go onto these platforms, you need to KYC. You need to do the know your customer the needs. You need to make sure that your ID has been cleared. Your social has been cleared, your birthday, all the things that they're asking for. You need to make sure that you meet the necessary regulatory requirements. That's what the regulatory requirements are. But then they go on to say our records show that you hold a balance on Bitrix platform. So I was telling me, Naja Roberts, I have a balance of something on Bitrix platform. And this is coming again from the company after them filing bankruptcy on May 8th. And it says beginning June the 15th, which was last week, 
You can log into your account, update your know your customer, your KYC information as necessary to comply with the state and federal regulations. And you've got to accept the latest terms of service. I have not done the removal because I needed to read through the latest terms of service. I'm getting big on that in the cryptocurrency space, all that stuff you don't want to read and you just check through. I literally don't just click through anymore because I want to know what it actually says and withdraw the remaining assets. You can learn more about accessing it uh, on the question and answer. And again, that's on their site. However, I got an email because I went into my account, but I didn't withdraw because I didn't accept the terms and conditions. I wanted to see what they were. You were previously notified. Bittrex has now been granted the permission to go onto the account. It says our records show that you hold a balance on the Bittrex flat platform and you have until August 31st, 2023 to withdraw the remaining funds. Now I am suspecting just based on the little bit that I've read If I do not remove my coin by August 31st, they're going to confiscate it as theirs. So I'm going to say to any of you that are listening, if you are on Bittrex or you have ever been on Bittrex, like it's been so long since I've been on Bittrex, probably since 2017. But there I kept my same email and I utilize the same email for everything cryptocurrency. And hopefully you're doing the same thing. A lot of people don't keep their emails. I just find a way to clean out my original emails and keep them so that I never lose this type of information. Because if I'm on another email address, I would have never caught this, but I did. And I hope that you all are really staying consistent with your emails and things of that sort. So that being said, if you have ever been on Bittrex, B-I-T-T-R-I-X, you have until August 31st to withdraw your remaining funds. Um... They said, um, I mean, there wasn't anything special other than what I've been saying, but I just wanted to make sure that everyone was aware that Bittrex is now allowing everyone to take their funds off. And so if you have fiat, so let's just say, um, because there's another question about this, if an exchange closes and you have fiat you are going to have to have that money wired back to you. So let's just say you were putting $100 to the side on that platform. And then every time you wanted to buy some Bitcoin, you utilize the $100 that you had sitting there. Well, you're going to need to retrieve that money as well. That remaining money will need to uh, get wired back to you. It's going to cost you $25 on Bittrex. And but you have to sit, submit an application to link your bank account to the requested funds to get those funds back. And again, we're listening to this because it's happening, but it's also something that's probably going to happen more and more. And so we get familiar with this. We can understand and feel secure about the fact that your funds are not lost Uh, In the event that something like this does actually get announced or take place. uh, And then you will have to uh, provide proof of claim if you wait till after those dates. And I think that's because they're going to go ahead and sell the assets. And I'm talking about Bittrex, nothing different. And you have until midnight, 
on August the 31st to file that proof of claim. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, I just wanted to share that information about Bitrix for somebody that might not even be thinking about the fact that you had Bitrix back in the day. I also want to say if you have old emails that you haven't looked at in a while, I just suggest you open them up in the search engine at the top of your emails. Just put in Bitcoin or cryptocurrency or blockchain and see if there's any emails that have popped up that you forgot all about. Because I'll be honest, until I got this email, I forgot that I had anything on Bitrix. Because sometimes you just get frustrated with the exchanges. It's hard to move it. It's hard to do anything with it. And you just leave it alone for a while and say, oh, I'll come back to that. And then it turns into a year. In my case, it turned into five years, right? So, um, ladies and gentlemen, just be diligent. I have stated before, write down all of the exchanges that you think you have been on. And then go to each and every one of their websites and complete the KYC, the Know Your Customer, giving them a picture of your ID, your social, your birth, your birth date, and all the other pertinent information that they need. They need to show you need to show proof of address as well that you are a United States resident. But with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're just going to continue to do our due diligence as this this. Uh, asset class continues to shape up when we come forward we'll jump into the market update this is kbla talk 1580 now let's get back to ahead of the crypto curve with naja roberts on kbla talk 1580 all right welcome forward welcome forward let's jump into our market update bitcoin today is trading at thirty thousand three hundred and eighty eight dollars it is up in the last hour, 0.16%. In the last 24 hours, it's down 0.01%. In the last seven days, it is up 13.43%. Ethereum is trading at $1,875. It is up in the last hour, 0.21%. In the last 24 hours, it is down 0.80%. And in the last seven days, it is up 8.60%. And I am looking at the chart as I scroll on CoinMarketCap. And I am seeing pretty much the same thing across the board. Uh, there are coins that are um, pretty much in the green in the last seven days. Again, mimicking Bitcoin. And then there are some that have dropped just a tad bit. But again, it's all around the news. It's all around. I'm saying when I say it's all around the price drop, the price increase is all about news, things that are happening around the world, not necessarily here in the United States, not necessarily around regulations. I have to say that the United States regulation only cares to uh, it only matters to us as we as we wait to see what the United States is going to do. And I think that's the really different scenario with cryptocurrency in the United States is that as Americans here in the United States, we're looking to see what the United States is going to do. We're looking to see what China's going to do, what Germany's going to do, what Russia's doing, what Europe is doing, like all these other places. We're looking to see what they're going to do because it affects us. However, 
if I'm looking and reading and watching the sentiments of other countries, they don't actually care what the United States does with cryptocurrency. They're not caring about our rules and regulations uh, because those rules and regulations look to be pretty much centered around our ability to obtain Bitcoin or stake Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies in general, not just Bitcoin or to have somebody else custody our Bitcoin. And I really feel like that is going to be such a uh, old banking scheme for our community. If we get all tied up and intricate with allowing somebody to custody our coin, but we are looking at the macro, but I tell you the macro does not care what the United States does because they are understanding that money is changing and they've got a lot of things that they're doing in the background that nobody is paying attention to that much. In fact, as I was doing some reading and researching, I found an organization called, they are called the SP, I mean, excuse me, SCO, Shanghai Corporation Organization. And this Shanghai Organization Corporation is a Euro-Asian political and economic international securities and defense organization. It is the world's largest regional organization in terms of geographic scope and population. Hear me well. Remember I told you money, everybody wants money, but everybody doesn't want to buy money. Everybody wants to have money to buy goods and services. So who actually is selling the goods and services and what they're demanding as payment is what is going to be popular. And so since they are trying their very best to make the yuan what everyone is using and they are using uh, and with them holding so much of the population, they cover 60% of Euro-Asia and 40% of the world's population is all wrapped up in this Shanghai Corporation organization, which lets us know uh, for those people that are so cocky over here to the United States and say, oh, they can't de-dollarize. They can't take away the value. They can't. They absolutely are in a great place with a great number of people that can make whatever they're trying to do happen and so I was reading and trying to figure out what the Shanghai Corporation organization was actually doing and I found out they were backed and working with the Shanghai Petroleum and Natural Gas Exchange and ladies and gentlemen from what I can tell and I'm not a a true to form economist, but I do watch money. I have been an ex-financial advisor for a while now and a financial advisor for a longer time than that. Um, they are getting rid of the petrodollar. And I really feel like we're looking at the end of the petrodollar. And that is significant as it relates to our United States dollar and what is going to happen with that. And so I'm going to keep you up to date. And I have talked about the petrodollar when it came into play and what. But what does it actually mean to us here at home? What does it mean to us and our houses for the dollar to lose its petrodollar status? And will that get rid of some of the value that we 
expect in our retirement years. And so we'll continue to have this conversation, ladies and gentlemen, because these things are happening. This isn't conspiracy theory. These are actual things that are happening in the money space that we normally don't pay attention to because us being the superpower in the world with money, we can pretty much do what we want to do, how we want to do. But the moment we started weaponizing our dollar in this digital age, um, countries started taking notice and things are different than they've ever been. So when we come forward, we'll continue the conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. So let me just say this because we got a lot to unpack with what I just said. And I want to tie it in so you understand why this is even a part of the conversation. The Shanghai Petroleum and Natural Gas Exchange along with the Shanghai Corporation, uh, Cooperation Organization. It's important because it's about money. And our money has stayed the same and been under the same control for uh, as the world's reserve currency. And as it changes, we have to look at things a little bit differently. So what we're seeking to do is find the right store of value. So if you have a dollar, Next week, you want it to be worth a dollar. Prayerfully, you want it to be worth a dollar. So if we keep it where it currently is and it's losing its value, our dollar then becomes 80 cent or 75 cent or 50 cent for that matter. And so not only are we looking for stores of value, and I won't even necessarily say Bitcoin is a store of value, which is why I also talk about hard assets such as gold, real estate. Those are some of the things that we need to be diversifying our portfolio with. That being said, Bitcoin uh, being the digital currency that is going to be utilized around the world. And it may possibly be a store of value. It may possibly go up in 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 price. We don't know any of those things. We don't have a crystal ball, but it all ties in because it all has to do with why it's so important to make sure that you have digital assets and hard assets in your portfolio. And we'll talk about the different things around the Shanghai Petroleum Natural Gas Exchange tomorrow. I'll break it down because they're under the guidance of an organization called NDRC and NEA. And of course, I'm going to break those down so you can understand how big this is and how little we think it is, and it's really not. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're making way for the D.L. Hughley Show. I want to thank you for rocking with me here on Ahead of the Crypto Curve today, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And, ladies and gentlemen, that means you.